Hey, Horrible Horror is having a slumber party this weekend. Aaron, are you going to come over? Heck yeah, I'm going to come over. What man. are you going to bring to slumber party? You know what I don't always like to bring? I always like to bring the beer. All right, Aaron, bring the beer. Chris Samples, are you coming to slumber party? I will be there, and I'll bring the Maui Wowie. All right, we got the Maui Wowie, we got the beer, and guess what, everybody? I am bringing the drill. We watched the Slumber Party Massacre. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what that means. What is up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host for this week, and every week really, uh, Marshall Hampton. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, with me today is the family, the all-star cast, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hello. And Mr. Chris Samples. What up? All right, and this week we are doing a 1980s classic, really, uh, the Slumber Party Massacre. Um, now before we jump in it, I do have one thing I want to announce, uh, some news here for the show, um, coming up in June, the weekend of June 17th, 18th, and 19th, those two days, Horrible Horror will be at the Contamination Horror and Sci-Fi Convention in St. Louis. Really? So if you guys are in the area and you want to come check out a horror sci-fi convention, come on down, check it out. It's, uh, down in Fenton, just, you know, just a little south of St. Louis, you local guys, you know Basically St. Louis. Basically St. Louis. And uh, come say hi. We'll be there the, for three days. Uh, is that by the Chrysler plant? No. No. That's Festus. No, it's Fenton. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be there for three days. Uh, we'll be doing some live shows and uh, talking to people in Chichan. So if you want to come by something high, say we will be there. Uh, we'll remind you about it later on. So jumping into the Slumber Party Massacre. All right. This was um, filmed during July of 1981, but was not released until November 12th of 82. Hmm. Uh, it's actually kind of a short movie for its time. It's only 114 minutes long. Right. There's not a lot of fat. No. There's not a lot of fat. It, this this is the one that yeah. luckily yeah. kind of jumps into it and gets going. Absolutely. Um, it is a little hard to find nowadays, especially if you're looking for it on the internet, like to stream it. Uh, you get, you can buy it on disc in, in the collection on from Amazon, like which has like Summer Party Massacre 1, 2, and th- 3, like one disc. Wow, they made um, three of these movies. Yeah, they made nice. several. <laughs> um, but if you want to stream it, best like luck I had with it uh, was finding it on YouTube. That's where, where I found it. Chris found it. Aaron. Uh, same thing, YouTube, and God bless you, whoever put it up there, because titties galore. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, if I was a 13-year-old trying to, you know, mom had blockers up but didn't have blockers on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. this is what I'd be looking for. There you yeah. go. Um, speaking of, it's surprisingly for me, it was actually, uh, this was written and directed by women. Uh, it was written by Rita Mae Brown and directed by Amy Holden Jones. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Now. I kind of, uh, yeah, there's some, okay. Nah, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, as far as the cast goes, there's really nothing much to say about him. Um, uh, there's, there's like the only two people in my research that I found that have really anything that's worth saying is uh, Pamela Roy Lance, who plays Coach Jana, 
Uh, she only has 41 credits her name, but she's still working today in like bit parts. Uh, she did 15 episodes of Little House on the Prairie and was on Days of Our Lives. Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie. Uh, I love Days. And then um, the, the other one I guess a lot of ho- like horror fans will know us or like is, uh, I might pronounce her name wrong, but Brink Stevens or Brinky Stevens. Um, she has 156 credits. Her damn. Name. Yeah. Um, she's still working today, but almost all of her credits are like just shitty B rate B grade horror movies. But like, she's known as like, like a thing. she's known as like a scream queen. I guess she maybe is a scream yeah. queen. Um, that's, I mean, that's what I found when I was kind of okay. researching it. So what a good kid! And uh, uh, bring it to bring it back to a connect to connect to something we've done in the past. She was also in Bloody Mary 3D. She was not on screen. She was the voice of Elle's mom, who we heard in the conversation on the cell phone when the blind was weird. Like, yeah. Huh. So she did a voice in that movie. Other than that, there's really nothing else to mention. There's one that I found, uh, Robin Steele, who played uh, yes, Valerie yeah, or whatever. I know her, but I looked at her. She only had like nine credits, and like nothing was really like really stood out. But, right. Um, I did also know people like in the she comments section. She was in section. a film, though, that you guys may be interested oh, in. Oh, uh, is it um, Sorority, Sorority yeah. Slime-O-Rama Bowl yeah. or something like <laughs> <Yes>. that? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, guys. <laughs> yeah, that looks like right up uh, right up the alley here. I uh, think the uh, you know the three amigos <laughs> might have to watch that yeah. one again, and that's one we're all going to do together. Yeah. Well, what's it called again? Like, Sorority, Sorority Slime-O-Bolathon? <laughs> it's, uh, hold on, I got it right here. It's, yeah, Sorority Slime Bowl. Sorority Babes in Slime Bowl-O-Rama. There it yes. is. There you go. I'm in. No idea what it, yeah. No, so, neither. Uh, with that said, let's move on to the movie itself, the meat and potatoes. Um, the movie opens on a really quiet suburban street, and it's just found like the local paper boy who's on his route, throwing his papers around. That kid is hustling. I, just, is. I know how it opened. He's riding a shitty one-speed bike right. up a, a hill style. with a box, you know, the box full BMX. of papers. He's got, and he's yeah. just working hard. Coors Light. Uh-huh. Refreshing. Head for the mountains. Coors Light. <laughs> All right. Silver bullet never <laughs> Silver, you down. Silver bullet. But this kid's working hard. And that kid grew up to be Mark Cuban. Nothing? Uh, seriously? Oh. <laughs> seriously? Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? What? I thought you were serious for a second. I was like, are you for real? I was like, question, did Aaron actually do research right. for once? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> well, I was just saying this kid's hustling. He's working hard. He's moving. And you guys were so quiet. I was like, man, that joke well, failed. Well, I didn't know it was a joke. I thought you were real. Especially the scene where he's like, Pedaling up the hill, I was like, Ugh, I felt bad for him. I was like, Kids yeah, these fucking hills suck. <laughs> so, wow. So anyway, Mark Blue. Cuban's throwing papers around, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> one of the papers shows a close-up of the papers that reads, Mass Murderer of Five, Russ Thorne Escapes. And all this shit, it's Russ, because I think throughout my whole notes I call him Ross, but fuck it, it's Russ. Uh, and we cut to this teenage girl. She's waking up in bed. She gets ready for a day, and we get boobs. Like, in the first two minutes of the movie, we're getting boobs already. Immediate, right. Immediate, Immediate boobs. boobs. I don't know. This was something in the 80s they did. They just woke up, took off their clothes, uh-huh. looked in the mirror, put on a fresh pair, and That's, ready. they're ready. Yeah, yeah, That's no, exactly what She changes clothes, but she does not take a shower or change no. her underwear. For them. Nope. What? Nope. And this is something that I noticed in a lot of 80s movies. It's like they mm-hmm. just wake up, put on something, and... Head out the door. Finger guns, and they're good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pop that collar up and move. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we watch her as she kind of bags up several stuffed animals and various other small objects and toys. And I don't know. I got this as like, okay, 
it's a little late and like kind of sudden, but like, it's just her, they're sort of like, I'm a adult now. Right, I'm putting like, away childish things. And yeah, she woke up and was like, just woke up one day, boom, I'm done with my Barbies and yeah. horses. She's like, I'm 18 years old. I'm throwing all my cute shit away. My, yeah. Like, it was just, except she kept for that donated cute, those. Except for, that, uh, except for that, that puppy dog. She kept that stuffed puppy dog. Yeah, she did longingly <laughs> look at it. <laughs> yeah. But she's just throwing away all her shit. Uh-huh. Yep. And, uh, so outside, her parents, they're getting in the car, and they're getting ready to leave on some trip, and uh, we learned that the girl's name we've been seeing so far, her name's Trish, and she's one of the main characters of this movie. Uh, the the mo- mother reminds Trish to lock all the doors and windows, and, oh, dun, dun, no, that's not foreshadowing, yeah. and right. then the parents drive off, and they're never seen again, and Trish heads off down the street towards, which we assume, I guess, is school. She After just, she throws away said bag. Yeah, yeah, she throws away her bag, and then you see a hand grab the Barbie doll out uh-huh. of the trash. Yeah. And... Just about to bring that. Uh, we also met uh, the neighbor. I don't know what member's name. I just call him neighbor Mr. guy. Mr. Content. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. What's your content? I think, I'm pretty sure that's his last name. Content. Like, I think really? you're right, yeah. Mr. <laughs> content. Uh, <laughs> First name disturbing. Right? <laughs> 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 Absolutely. He was weird. So... Um, we, we go to the local high school where we see these two guys. They're just walking and talking, two friends. And uh, they're talking about some girl and trying to invite her to something. I don't know if it's prom or dance. It's just like high school boy small talk. And they spot this blonde girl up on a ladder doing like phone, re- like repairing phone lines or something. She's like the AT&T re- re- phone right. repair chick. Southwestern Bell. Yeah, yeah back, then. <laughs> back then. Back then. Ma Bell. She's yeah. got the ill communication. <laughs> and, uh, Look at this guy. We learn that one of the guys is named Jeff. And I think out of the whole movie, I just you, we see these two guys. Like, Jeff's like the only one I know. Like I think the I other one's never, name is Neil. Is it Neil? I Names sure. of the guys in this movie are like, just Honestly, doesn't fucking names matter. names of the no. girls are pretty much useless for me also. Which yes, is where it makes know. sense that, I don't know, I'm not trying to be, you know, but uh, written and directed by females. you got a female, like, uh, telephone yeah, well, you, you know, know you, I was gonna bring this up later, but let's let's talk about it right now because you just brought it up. Because I was, I noticed that when I was watching, it's like you have the the phone repair woman, mm-hmm. you have uh, a basketball a hand- coach and yeah. a, a handyman carpenter, which all stereotypically you all think of as male, male roles, roles, right? But in this movie, they're all females, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So yeah, that that I think that's definitely a sign. Like there's you know, other parts. Well, I'll bring them up while we get to it. That I also right. kind of realize. Well, it's very. Uh, it's it's kind of reverse gender role in a way, which isn't bad. But... No, but it was it's definitely it's something I it was a theme I noticed throughout the movie. And for especially like, the 1980s, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like for eighty two, that's really kind of progressive and, and different. Maybe that's why they did that. Hmm. Um, so they the blonde girl ladder. Uh, where it was, was that? that was smoking my... hot, by the way. I agree, Good man. Woo, that ass. Oh, yeah, geez. she had eighties ass. Well, no, it was she's been doing deadlifts or something. No, I'm not something. saying she had yeah. badass, but I'm saying those. She's wearing the '80s well, jeans, she's wearing, like a high waisted yeah. mom, like what? You but know. still, big old ass. Yeah, looks, so yeah. it looks nice, Beautiful. nice ass. And um, so Jeff is like starts hitting on this blonde girl like right away. He's like, she's there doing her job, working at the uh-huh. school, repairing, and she's like, hey, you ever date younger guys? And blah blah blah. And I don't know. She seems into it though. She kind of does. She's, which yeah. is, she's again a little bit back, you know, '80s, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, Horny? Yeah. I guess, what? <laughs> so anyway, but Jeff's friend, I guess Neil, yeah, you know, Neil, yeah. could be wrong with that, but we'll say Neil, kind of pulls him and said, come on, we got to go. And they yeah, leave this lady right. alone. Yeah. And uh, so the blonde phone chick, she opens this door to a sliding work van and she immediately gets like grabbed in and pulled inside by a mystery person as Jeff and Neil just kind of walk away. Uh, well, it's and, like they walk away school. and they hear the door slam and they turn around. 
and, and just assume she got into her car. Did they actually turn around? Because yeah, I, I they went, did. I might, after yeah. the door slammed, they kind of look back, and she's not yeah. there. So I guess they're just like, yeah. And she they don't see her, and they're like, eh, whatever. And then okay, they turn I was probably right. No, I just I know the next. So, but then we see her like banging on like the rear windows of the van right before she's killed by this power drill. Um, and this is in the first like ten minutes. Yeah, of this we're, movie. yeah, this exactly. Like the first awesome. five, five yeah, minutes, really. Yeah, yeah. This Not movie just really yeah. just jumps right in. Not There's no. Time. Um, and this takes us to basically the girls' basketball team's practice, which is just as bad as watching a WNBA game. It's fucking you awful. You stole but, my line. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did like about it is in the '80s they did not wear bras. So they're running up and down the court. I thought no, they wore brawls. It's not the sixties. I don't. I didn't see one bra. It's it's some pretty poor (laughs) basketball playing. I mean, we're talking awful. But I'm looking. I'm like, man, I don't think I could do any better because I'm awful at basketball. (laughs) It's like I'm pretty good at sports, but basketball is just the worst one for me. So I'm like, I'm like, at first I was a little critical. I'm like, shut up, Aaron. You can't do any better. Okay, that's kind of like my inner monologue. All right, okay, you're right, James. So, um, yeah, so we're doing this practice, and there's we meet this um, girl, Valerie, who is the new girl in school, but somehow she's already on the team, which makes no sense, because if she's the new girl and she transfers school mid-season, you're not just going to jump on the basketball team mid-season. That just makes no sense. I didn't know if it was actually, like, was it basketball practice, or was it, like, yeah, I felt like I, it was gym I class. I, at first, I thought it yeah. was gym class, too, yeah. but no, it's a, a, it's the coach, basketball coach, and they're talking about... You know, oh, all right, yeah. pick up, don't slack on the defense. It's supposed to be a practice. Oh, I see. Which, so, again, I thought was weird because there's people, like, staying around watching and, them, But this too. is kind of the gender role reversal again. It's like you have three dudes who are hanging around, like, watching the girls play. Like, go get them, right. yeah. yeah. Where usually in movies, it's like the girls watching the boys practice. The guys basketball The guys team, are yeah, watching true. the girls practice. Absolutely. Like, go, Shirley, or whoever, you know. And I was, I was kind of looking at it, and I was like, huh. Well, that's different. That's a good call. I missed that one, but yeah. I, now you see it. That makes yeah. sense. Good, uh, good observation on that one. So um, after the practice, uh, okay. First of all, before, um, so we meet Diane or Diana, um, who's I guess supposed to be the so-called star of the team. Uh, she doesn't like Valerie because Valerie apparently made a layup, and she's like, "Don't you ever do that again?" <laughs> it's very similar to like Prom Night Three, where we had King Jack yeah. and Alex. She's like, he, Alex scores. She's like, "Don't you ever score a touchdown again?" Yeah. How dare you be good? Yeah. So um, after practice, which only seems to last two minutes, right, and huh? it ended after each side made a layup, uh, the girls hit the showers. Uh, and this is and basically just the a cornucopia of ass and titties. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's just ass and titties. Ass, 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 ass and, and titties. titties. Soapy, wet asses yeah. and boobies. I mean, this is like an eight, this is like an sorry, eighth grader's like dream movie right, right now. Absolutely. This is like just... They what? have apparently only one bar of soap. No, yeah, exactly. they got to share. They have to share yeah. a bar of soap. Like, what is that? Passing that thing around. Right? I'd be yeah. a I'd hate to be that girl who gets it last. Like, yeah. yeah, it's full of pubes. And... Yeah. <laughs> it's like mammal soap. <laughs> so, um, during their shower, they're all talking about some part. You know, they're talking about the uh, sleepover, the party tonight, and, and and who's going, who's not going. Right. Um. So after the showers, they're, they're getting dressed in the locker room, and they're still talking about party and who to invite. And a few of the girls are trying to convince Diane to invite Valerie, but Diane just won't have. She's like, no, I don't want her to come in, blah, 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 which is weird because it's, it's not Trisha's even party. at her house. Yeah. Exactly. It turns yeah. out it's at Trisha's house. So Trisha should have final say in who comes to her house, but Di- Diane's like, 
fuck it. I don't want that bitch there. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's not your party. You're like, that's so yeah, weird. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, well, if you're having a party and you're like, I want to invite so-and-so and I had major beef with them, I'd be like, dude, don't do it. I can see it. You know. But then again, I mean, I'm not trying to uh, say that I understand the psyche of a woman. They are catty. Um, well, <laughs> we know that. Yes. <laughs> But you know, I mean, uh, you know, you get friends and like, well, come on, let's just invite her. You know, she's like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's really weird. Um, so uh, meanwhile, they're kind of, you know, Valerie overhears everything because she's just like right around the corner in yeah, her yeah. locker in the locker room, and um, then Trish says like, hey, you know what, you know, we're gonna invite, you know invite you to come. I want you to come. And, she's, and Valerie's like, no, I'm not gonna come in because I have homework to do. So she she denies no, the invitation. Uh, go ahead. No, if you have something to say, say it. No, uh, the the one that had homework to do was Linda. No, they both have homework, I thought, but uh, no, this is when they invite Valerie. This Valerie's is what, like, I got to study. Yeah, Valerie that's what it's like. No, study no. So then the group leaves together. We're com- we're, yeah, yeah we're coming up with that. And so after school, yeah, yes, we're, a group of the boys and girls are heading home. Linda says she has to go mm-hmm. back for her book or something. And uh, we see someone watching her head back into school from the van's like side mirror. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I had a quick flashback. Uh, to Halloween because Linda, the character, I believe, I could be wrong, I should know this, but I believe Linda at one point had to, no, wait, never mind, that was Lori who forgot a book at school. Never mind. I was thinking Linda and Halloween had to go back and get a book too, but uh, and they left high school. I love this scene. This scene right here like kind of got me all in. It did? Movie. So Linda goes and gets her book from a locker, but I thought it was weird because it's not that, like, though. okay, you have something? All right, Linda runs and goes back to the, the gym to get her yeah. locker. And the group keeps walking. Yes. They walk past the, the van with the creepy guy. Yeah. And they walk past this dumpster. And in the dumpster is the body of the telephone chick. Yeah. None of them see it. How did I miss that? None of them realize that? it. With the drill hole in her forehead. In her fucking forehead, yeah. How did you miss that? How did I miss that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I totally missed that. I, my only thing is I was probably typing my notes out it's at awesome that time. It's the scene, the scene is up. It's like looking down on all these kids, and there's like eight kids that walk past this dumpster, and then you see the dumpster with the body inside it and everything. It's like, man, the cinematography in this movie, I think, is just fucking fantastic it's not bad it's not bad no, also I, shot... i'm really upset i missed that scene because <laughs> i i had to have been like looking down typing my notes out during that quick yeah. dumpster check because i then, totally missed well, that hey i'm happy to help thank you <laughs> um so yeah so linda's inside she gets her book from locker but um i found it weird that it's not like the main like ha- um hallway locker you see in every high school like in right. the she main goes ha- back she to goes the... like the, the gym room like the gym locker room and gets her book out of, like a little itty bitty like YMCA locker. Well, they were all like just that. there, which is weird too, because Linda was saying earlier that she had to study for a test. Why Make would sure she leave book. that book? Yeah, yeah, like you know, I, it just she's anyway. carrying all these other books, but she left that one book. Yeah, exa- and then so once she gets the book, she finds that the doors have been locked behind mm-hmm. her, and so she can't get out. And again, we just on all the books she was carrying. I signed like she has no book bag, which right. I thought was really weird because she's carrying like three giant textbooks and one of the old school like nineteen eighties like gigantic trapper keepers. I mean, she looks like she's, like, hauling, like, a pack mule with all this uh-huh. stuff on her. And she's like, just get a fucking backpack, for Christ's sake. Um, so It's not cool, Marshall. Oh, right. okay. Come on, Marshall. Not, you're right. Backpacks aren't cool. Uh, I don't know. I thought one-strap. You know, you always had one-strap. Yeah. That was the way to do did it. Did you have a Jansport? I did not have a Jansport. I had the East... East, uh, East pack. Yeah. And I always wore it low. 
Oh yeah, you couldn't wear too high. You had one strap and it had to be like hanging down by. No, if you're, no, had, if you were like hitting the back straps. of your knees when you were walking, you were a dork. <laughs> you weren't cool. It was both straps. It was just low. Yeah, you know? even if you did low. Yeah, if it was like smacking your ass or something like when you're walking, you were not. I still cool. wear my backpack low. <laughs> <laughs> low rider. Uh, anyway, so um, Linda's struggling. Uh, she's she's struggling to get the doors open, and we see a man walk up behind her down a hallway. And as he approaches her, he lifts a power drill, this huge ass power drill, not like the little thing. Like this thing has like a two foot long drill bit, mm-hmm. and he turns it on, and he brings it down on Linda. The drill cuts into her arm. She screams and she runs away. Right. Can we talk for a second about this drill? Of course we can. Let's talk about the drill. All right, this is obviously 1982. Yes, there are is you, no way in hell. Are you gonna say that there's no way in hell this thing we have power? Uh yeah well th- there's no way that, that this is like a a a battery powered drill. Thank you. I I've major problems with that. Yes. Okay. That's I mean I know what they're trying to do and it's a great effect, mm-hmm. but it really killed me through this whole movie. I was like, seriously, this motherfucker has to be plugged in. Exactly. Does this guy have like a two thousand foot like extension cord? <laughs> yeah, like a mile long extension. Cord. We run into that problem later. But right. yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> so this scene when he comes up to um. <clears throat> He's coming up behind. He's making noise. He's walking uh-huh. the hall. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. He's not trying to be sneaky No, he's at got all. these giant boots on. And so I'm thinking, okay, this guy's being so obvious. I'm thinking this is going to be my first false scare. This uh-huh. isn't the killer. This is the janitor. Because we've never right. seen this guy. Well, all we've seen is his yeah. arm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's got to be the janitor. He's going to go, She's. Gonna, it's going to be our false scare. She's going to go, eek. And he's going to mm-hmm. go, let me out. Well, I'll help you out, little lady. You know. Right. But no, it's just, no. bam. It's now, again, right there. Right in your, and I was Boom. like, I was surprised. By the obviousness of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I just like Chris brought up the fact is like, yeah, back in the eighties, there's no way that that kind of drill would have been able, right, would have been battery powered, but or even this, gas powered. If it was gas though, powered, this scene like, is also really pretty good too, because he comes down on her and he gets her in the shoulder. He gets in the, like the arm, like the upper so he bicep. completely misses. She yeah. runs. There's a good chase scene. Yeah, through some uh, dark corridors. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, let's go back to that. Mm-hmm. She uh, she runs and she enters the. Uh, um, the locker room again. She goes mm-hmm. back to the locker room and <clears throat> she ends up hiding like in the shower room while the killer Come is like in. stalking up and down the aisle of all the lockers. And he enters the shower room looking for Linda, but he doesn't see her right. He's like, okay, I don't see her because she's hiding behind like this little like counter under a desk, or, a something desk or something. And so he leaves. But unfortunately, he does he does spot the giant pool of blood that's leaking out from underneath the door that Linda's hiding behind. And he takes the drill and he just drills through the door. Linda screams and the camera cuts away to the killer to the killer running out of the school and towards the van. Yeah, we just gotta assume she's dead. Which I put that was an interesting yeah. uh fact that this is really the first time in like slasher movie history that I can make. You know, at this point we had Halloween, Friday thirteenth had been released, a few other slashers. But this is the first time I've ever seen like the killer like actually running. legit like running from the crime scene. Like <laughs> Right. Like, Michael and James don't give a shit. They just walk like, I'm just walking well, maybe, out. Maybe cool. he was thinking, hey, I got to catch up with these other kids. There you go. They I, got a head start. Yeah. <laughs> shit, I'm parked in the handicap spot. Yeah. <laughs> don't get towed. I'm double parked. Double huh? parked, yeah. Uh, so, um, anyway, so, yeah. So, after that, um, we see Trish getting dropped off at her house by some guy on a crappy motorcycle who we never see again. And next door... Uh, we see Valerie coming home too. So Trish and Valerie end up live, they live right next door to next each door other. Next door to each other, yeah. And we cut to the van following Diane as she walks home. And the driver gets out, he reaches out for her, 
when she stops to bend over for something. And Diane just judo throws this guy to the <laughs> she ground. She sure does. And it turns out just to be, I think her name, his name's John, her boyfriend. Uh, John Minor. There you go. Doesn't he look like, he kind of reminds me of the dude from, uh, from Mask. He looks like a sloth <laughs> Jim <Carrey>? type of. <laughs> Rocky? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that man. I, was thinking I mean, he's tall, he's big, his face is like square like that. I mean, he doesn't have the long hair, but I was like, seriously, this dude has this chick? That's I could not, funny. I could not put it together. I was like, wow. <laughs> So, he must also have a giant, you know, I don't know. He's well, got a giant drill on his pants. Is what he girls, does. They talk about that later. They talk about why, what do they see in, what does she see in him? Right. They even mention it. They um, so they <laughs> chit-chat a bit, and then they kiss before they go to separate ways. So that's our first false scare. Uh-huh. For, yeah. Yeah. And now Which we see. I also liked, I liked like, the first person kind of, I love the suspense of this movie in a way, you know, like, uh, but. Sorry, go ahead. No, never. But you don't have to apologize here. This is a safe zone. This is a safe. I'm interrupting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we see Chris. Coach... I feel threatened by your interrupting. <laughs> I think uh, you have to leave. So. I feel. I'm out. Peace. I feel that you <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> um. So, coach, we see the basketball coach arrive home, and she gets to her front door, and as she's fumbling with her keys, a drill comes, boom, right through the door, nearly gets her in the face. <sighs> right. Right in the face. And the door opens, and it's just this handy woman, carpenter woman, handy named Pam, who's getting, a, who was basically installing a new peephole in the coach's front door. Right, and also mentioned that her uh, bookshelves will be in next week. And there you go. So, did she ever finish the work? No. no. Well, yeah, actually, no, we don't. Know. I thought that poop. problem too. Yeah, she drove. And then when she left. shut the door, you saw the peephole, which I, I didn't that, yeah. actually see her put it in, but maybe she did. Yeah, she's just that good. She's that mm-hmm. fast. That fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, we learn Coach's name is Jana at this point, Coach Jana, and she asks the uh, if the phone repair person has been here yet, and Pam, the handy carpenter, says, oh, yeah, I saw the van across the street. So, there's a hint that, okay, again, it's drawing back to the, the killer in the van earlier. Right. Um, Pam leaves, and just the coach goes about her business. It doesn't matter. We go back to Trish, who's on the phone, and she hears a noise, and, of course, she goes to check it out, thinking that there's someone at the door, but there's no one there. She she sits down and plays a little ditty on the piano. And... This part bothers me. I'm sorry. Okay. Strange. Why, why does this bother phone. you? She's on the phone. Okay. And she's on the phone with Diane, actually. Okay. Uh, I don't really want boys over here. My mom will kill me. Yada yada. Oh wait, I, I think someone's at the door. I gotta go. So she gets up and she goes to the door. The door's wide the fuck open. She's looking around. She's like, uh, okay. I think I'll play the piano. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and just start. When inspiration hits, I guess. I yeah. guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, so at that point, the camera pans over like from her and to the other side of the wall, and we see uh, someone is coming down the stairs. Up the stairs. Down the stairs. Okay. I don't know. I, I, don't, can't, I, I can't solve I, this. It doesn't go upstairs. But, all right. So Trish hears this, and she like runs for the door. But she gets grabbed from behind, and this is another false scare. As it Number turns two. out to be her neighbor, who says, "Like I was just worried about you because I saw the door was open and nobody's home, so I came in to check the thing." Yeah, Mister Content just coming in and checking yeah. out the house. Um, so he just turned to be... eighteen. I just saw uh-huh. you throw away all your stuffed animals. Absolutely, and so, um, so we I go know back. Your parents are gone. <laughs> So, kind of uh, what I was thinking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go that back. looks dirty content. Right, right. 
Is this a, is this a horror movie or is it a porn film? <laughs> What's a going porn on? <laughs> Slumber Party Bukaki. That's what it is. <laughs> Damn, he went there. He went right there. Uh, right. Anyway, so we, we go back to Coach Jana, who thinks that she's she's now hearing something in her house. So she starts searching around. She's here scratching from the coming coming from her mm-hmm. closet. And when she opens the door... And anyone want to take a guess of what happens here? Well, it's a great scene before that. Like, she, she's making dinner or whatever, and she knocks over a, a glass. Yeah, she, it's setting it up. It's good suspense, but she hears scratching. She opens the door. Yeah. I'll give you three guesses of what happens here. Uh, was was it the killer? No. It's a leprechaun. Oh, shit. No, that would I would love that, though. <laughs> was it a cat for some reason on the second shelf? It was a cat. It <laughs> was a cat. On the second shelf. Yeah, they busted out that old chestnut right there. <laughs> horror movies and cats always jumping out of nowhere. How did it get on the second shelf in the first place? The handy woman, the carpenter, like, shoved the cat in the closet, like, get your ass in there. And I, in. I have got to admit, though, they must have had that cat trained because as soon as it opened he was squatting down like yeah motherfucker Coming. and jumped right out he was fucking like night quest and like tucking or else, the or else they actually locked the, the cat in the closet for like three hours because <laughs> yeah. as soon as that door opened he's whoosh yeah. he jumps right out like, like a man of war night quest at the horse's <laughs> gate like, boom yeah, gone. Tra- trained cat yeah <laughs> So uh, it cuts again to to Jeff and his friend. I think we said it's Neil. They're walking down the street at night. Oh, it's now night, and they're pushing their bikes alongside them. It's yeah. now riding them. Like, why that's, just that's, ride that's what bikes? I was wondering too. Like, why are we pushing our bikes? Yeah. Why, why are we not riding ride? bikes? Exactly. I thought the same thing. And Jeff throws out the idea that hey, let's go scare the girls tonight at the slumber party. Blah blah blah. And they again, we see him walk right past the same uh, telephone repair van that we saw right. earlier. So. At this point, we see two other girls now show up at Trisha's house for a sleepover. And it took me forever to get their names. but Kimberly uh, and Jackie. Yeah, it's Kim and Jackie. And uh, I, I believe one I mean, one of them brought the beer, which is like a six-pack. And then the yeah. other one pulls, like, Kim, the blonde girl, pulls like a giant bag of weed. Well, Kim says that her brother scored her the six-pack. Yes. Which was Michelob. Michelob. Thank old, you. Old bottle. The old, yeah. Uh-huh. Style I knew it as soon as I saw it. Yeah. I was like, those are Michelob's. Shout out to Anheuser-Busch, St. <laughs> Louis. No, I, don't know. I miss those <laughs> bottles. Though. I do. I like the curvy yeah. Michelob. Yeah, I, there's something nice about like, having like the little different shape to the mm-hmm. old Michelob bottle. I feel fancy. Drew. Yeah, <laughs> Yes. Um, and the paper that came up over the... Mm-hmm. The twist yeah, top too, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like that foil on top. Makes yeah. it's like wine. You have to like peel away like wine or champagne. You know, you mm. peel away the aluminum foil at the top. I don't know if I found that fancy. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm just fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so we have be- we have a six pack of beer and we have a giant bag of Maui Waui uh-huh. weed. And, the, and Kimberly's talking about it, and Trish is like, "Shut the fuck." That's up. That's because My creepy neighbor, neighbors yeah. coming in behind mm-hmm. her. And he's like, oh, don't worry, girls. I won't tell the parents. And she whips out this bag he of says, weed, and he just comes yeah. over and just he goes. He starts sniffing it. Yeah, uh-huh. he does. He just, like, he's he's in for it. Yeah. He's like, I want you girls to get stoned and drunk because I'm coming back later, and we're going. Well, it's kind of <laughs> weird is that he's like, I promise not to tell your parents. If you promise not, not to, to tell, tell them, them that you. I was in your house. Yeah. Like, what? That's like what Malush is like. Don't tell your parents that I touch you in a private Right, spot. exactly. That's <laughs> uh, what I kind of thought. Can you keep a like, secret? Damn. X-rated content. <laughs> oh, God. It's, yeah, he's creepy. But at the same time, he's really nice. <laughs> um, he's a cool neighbor. Yeah. So anyway, he he leaves. He leaves the house at this point. And uh, we, yeah, we just said he won't, he won't tell the parents on him. 
And so meanwhile, Valerie is making Kool-Aid for her younger sister <laughs> as the two of them talk in their kitchen. And she does it old school style. Right. Oh, it opens the package and dumps in a shit ton, ton of sugar. sugar. Yeah, dude, I love it. Like, that's that. <laughs> and the, the package that it. she opens up is not like the little no, package you see. It's, it's like the big ass, ass package of fucking Kool Aid. And she just oh, opens 80s, a sugar man. bag and just starts yeah. dumping. If it you didn't live through the '80s, you might not know what we're talking about. But if you yeah. '80s people, you goddamn well know what we're talking right. about when it comes to Kool Aid. So back at the party, the three girls are smoking their Maui Waui. And they hear some of what I think is supposed to be glass breaking. Um, and then they go to the kitchen and they find out that the coffee, it, it is glass breaking. Okay, here's right. my nose. Because um, <laughs> the coffee pot pan was sitting on the burner too long and the coffee, the glass shattered. Is that a false scare? Kind of. False suspense, maybe. Right. And, and now this time Diane shows up to the party. So now all four of them are at the party. Which she does like a weird thing. Like she comes up to the window and like yeah. scares them. So that's kind of a, a false scare. Yeah, there you, there you, there you go. Um, and I was sure for, at this point, I put a little asterisk in my notes here that um, from this point on, and, and even the last 10 minutes of the movie that we, I've been trying to describe, uh, it just jumps back and forth between... Trish's house at the party and Valerie's house. It's just like really, jumping, yeah. really fast cuts. Yeah. So it, it can get a little hard to try to keep up and write down some of these things. So some, th- some scenes I might be skipping over just because they don't really matter. Or they're just going so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so Valerie and her sister, Courtney, uh, they hear a noise coming from out back. And Valerie goes to check it out because they're like, oh, the dog down to the trash can again. While the sister sneaks upstairs and starts rummaging <laughs> through what is Valerie's bedroom. Where she finds a Playgirl magazine with Sylvester Stallone Hello. on the yeah. cover. Hey, yo, hey, Adrian. Hey, you want to see my demolition man? <laughs> I was going to say Judge Dredd. Oh! But, uh... <laughs> I think that's better. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to come up with a testicular cancer joke with Rocky Testicles, but I can't make it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so... Uh, she takes the playgirl and she leaves. Uh, outside, Valerie cleans up the knockdown of her trash can, and she notices like this swing set like in the backyard, like this moving in the wind. And she's like, "Oh my god, the swing set's moving!" And it's like it scares her to death apparently because she like takes off running. Could so be is that the a wind. false scare? I, I don't. I mean, I guess to the viewer, it's supposed to be like, "Oh, somebody might have been there," but well, I, she gets scared and she runs away. Yeah, so I guess it like, was a false. She was again, scared. In my opinion, I mean, it again? couldn't have been the wind, right? I mean. That would be a lot of wind because it's not like a right. low swing. It's like a and giant was, like was, metal glider swing. Yeah, and nothing out, like no trees are rustling. Anything yeah. Like yeah. So, right. um, so she rushes back to him. At this point, uh, it, at this point, it shows two. Uh, it shows the two guys, Jeff yeah. and Neil, sneaking around outside Trisha's house, spying on the girls through a window as they Where change. Where were clothes. these houses when I was a kid? Exactly. Yeah, because this scene, I never had know, girls changing clothes like right in front of an ridiculous. open window and just showing hits an ass to the whole neighborhood. So they're changing from their everyday clothes into sleep clothes. Yeah. Right. Like the, so, but they're all tank in the, tops and they're shorts. all in the living room together. In the just, living room, yeah. All just stripping naked, uh-huh. just talking about Whatever. bullshit and getting nudies. Yep. And yeah. Could to be a fly on the wall at a slumber party and just see how girls actually interact. Which I mean is surprising that, again that, because how? this was written by, by women. Grin. Yeah. And yeah. you know he, you get. We all know that this shit doesn't this happen at, at slumber parties, but you man. know it's like the it's like you know the young. Well, it's like we always reachable. jerk off at each other's slumber parties, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We toyed that. Oh, wait, right? uh, wait, 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 what? what? Uh, huh? I mean, nothing. Never, huh? never mind. <laughs> Shut up, guys. Toyed that. No, that's, that's cool. Um, <laughs> that's, why, 
That's why we always sneak up to each other and put our testicles on each other's forehead yeah. we're sleeping, right? Uh, yeah, we, we, right? we secretly teabag everybody yeah, at night. Right? Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's common knowledge, right? <laughs> yeah. Glad I never went to any of your sleepovers. <laughs> oh, you, dude, Chris, you missed out on some good times. Yeah. <laughs> Still got the taste of Aaron's balls in my mouth. <laughs> So Trish orders a pizza for the party while Diane goes outside to get firewood, which I thought was really weird because, like, why are they getting firewood? It's not the winter time. It's just an excuse. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's obviously it's, it's Venice, California. Yeah, yeah. They're wearing the shortest of shorts. Yeah, yeah. And, and, or no tank shorts. tops. Yeah. yeah, but it's getting chilly. So Let's build a fire. Uh, so yeah. So she goes out to get firewood, and we see someone standing in the shadows watching her holding a meat cleaver. Yeah, and Diane is. Going through the firewood, she gets grossed out because she comes across a snail. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Goddamn beer. <laughs> and uh, we see the meat cleaver rise up behind her, and it comes slashing down her, but instead of her, it hits a snail. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be creepy neighbor again. Mr. Content. Mr. Content. Who says he was out snail hunting, and that using a meat cleaver is the best way to kill them uh-huh. this is the, the funniest thing is that diane what? has yeah, well. no reaction to this no so this guy comes up behind her with a meat cleaver and s- fucking massacres a snail yeah. like and a she fucking says, oh. psycho and she just goes hi mr content yeah <laughs> she's like oh yeah like, this is old hat everybody knows yeah. crazy mr content goes, everybody knows no, no, mr. Content. she's she's like uh are you out snail hunting yeah and yeah. he's like yeah my dad does the same thing yeah. like, this he is says a- she said he says pesticides or uh, harmful for the environment. Well, how about this and note? That, he uh, says it's not organic. This is hippy dippy in 1982. Yeah. 1982, no, California was, was way, way, way above the way ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah, big time. Now, Absolutely. maybe I am wrong in this assumption, and correct me right, M. But I'm still thinking a meat cleaver to a snail is way over the top. Uh-huh. Bonkers. And it makes you, you know, well, according I'm thinking to Mr. Content, that's the best way to do salt it. salt on them? Because aren't they like leeches or a slug or something? We had, a neighbor, like... we had a neighbor that used to put uh, those pie pans and pour beer in them. Yeah. Because beer, you know, is like the salt. Yeah. yeah they're so attracted to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come in there and they die. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, pour some salt on the snails instead of going around the fucking meat cleaver in the shadows at night looking yeah. like a goddamn fucking madman. He wants to be like a man. Well, I'm pretty sure Mr. Content had his own Maui Waui at the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck that salt. Give me that meat cleaver. I'm right. going out. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Stoned as fuck, I'm gonna go kill some snails. snails. So, yeah, Mr. Content, he leaves... <laughs> He, he, he goes back to killing snails in his own garden. He's counting them down. I got 53. Yeah. Number f- he's counting them down. He had like 54. Yeah. Coming he's up to 55. genocide right now is what he's doing. Coming up to 55. He and meets, uh, this... basically he gets killed from behind via a giant drill through mm-hmm. the neck. And that's kinda what unseen. you see. Yeah. So it like, really yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere. He's, he's going to kill a snail and then pow. Yep. Drill to the neck. He's bragging. He's like 55. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And inside the girls, they're all they're reading their horoscopes from the newspaper. And Trish gets up to close the window and spots the man watching her in the shadows. And she looks away to ask Diane if she closed the garage door when she came in. And when she looks back, she sees the doll that she threw away, or one of the Barbie dolls she threw away earlier, pressed up against the window, covered mm-hmm. in blood. Mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking creepy. That's creepy. That's I creepy. thought so too. That's a, that's a nice touch. So Trish and Diane go off to check out. The garage. Make sure the garage door is all closed. And it is closed, but it wasn't locked. So Trish locks it. And after they leave... We all know that Diane did not shut the garage door. Yes. 
And after they leave, the sh- we see a shabby figure kind of pop up inside the garage. So he's in the house, or in mm. the garage anyway, which is a detached garage. Let's set the scene. It's is not it, attached. It was weird. It was hard to tell. Yeah, it's way. also too, but it, it's it was, a detached yeah. garage. Mm. And, yeah. You have and, to go through the yard yeah, to the garage. exactly. Right. So, um, Valerie then, back to Valerie, she catches her sister reading the Playgirl, and they banter back and forth, having, like, little sister banter. She says something like, uh, just don't tear the centerfolds out this time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And during this, okay, it's obviously, like, visually obvious to me that Courtney is supposed to be, like, I'm around 16. But uh-huh. from here on out, like especially this scene, she acts like she's twelve or younger. Right. She's like eating a lot. She, 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 this the way lollipop. the words she uses and the way the way she's sucking and eating this gigantic lollipop, which makes her appear younger. Yeah, and she's like whining. She's whining uh-huh. like an eight year old and not like a sixteen. Well, and Valerie kid. says something at this point too, like you've been you've been jerking off guys since fifth grade or jerking off to guys since the fifth grade jerking off two guys not she's not going around she's not going around giving handies to everybody in the neighborhood (laughs) no i thought i thought it was the other way around i'm glad you cleared that up because i was like really she's been jerking off guys since the fifth grade what the fuck oh jerking off two guys okay wait wow that's wow so back to the party trish and two of the other girls there are kim and Jackie are eavesdropping on Diane's phone conversation. Um, the power goes out, and the three of them head out to the garage to find the fuse box, where Diane sneaks up on them and scares them with another mm. false scare. Um, so, does anybody else think that fuse box was tiny? Yeah. It was very small for It the was house. very small. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how fuses work, because that's obsolete now. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it was really weird. Yeah, it was like eight fuses there for that, for that whole, whole house. fucking house. Two plus story. the pool. Two stories, yeah. pool, yeah. and ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, all four of them, they end up going out to the garage where they notice that none of the fuses are blown, but two of them are bit missing. And this is where they get scared again, where they get started when they see Jeff and Neil hiding in the shadows, trying to scare them. And basically the boys just give them back the fuses, fuse is the fuses. Yeah. The one dude is like a giant pussy. Sorry, here's your fuses back, and like, he, well, one th- of them gets rocked. Don't they punch him in the face? Yeah. Or, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, but it's the other guy like, yeah, so back to Valerie, who is studying and doing homework and whatnot. And once again, she hears the sounds of the trash cans being tipped over out back. She goes outside to take care of it. And this time she gets grabbed by her sister, Courtney, trying to scare her. So another false scare. False scare. So I've lost count of how many false yeah. scares we've had already. Yeah. But I love the, I mean, I really like the suspense of the movie. I don't know. I love these, like. The uh, thing that, the uh, thing that actually uh, works about these false scares yeah. is right off the bat, your first two kills were so fast. It's like, bam, bam. Right. You know, so then. You don't know when the next one can just fucking. Absolutely, you know, that's a good point. Absolutely. If you look at it that way, because I didn't, I didn't really stop and think about that from that perspective, but it does help. It, it really does kind of. Because I would say nowadays, if there was a modern, more modern movie, because everything takes so long to get into, it seems like all the false scares leading up to the thing is just like you know it's a false. Scare well, there was like another one too. Like the, that it's we, the formula, yeah. you know, that we kind of glossed over when Diane came back in with the wood. Like she, you, you see the three girls like sitting there smoking a joint. And, and then all of a sudden the the crash of the wood the wood yeah you know so I mean I don't know I I thought it was it was alright so well done. um back to, yeah we cut to Diane's boyfriend sitting in his car and he's like outside the house honking for Diane to come out like a douchebag yeah just being mm, ass mm, yeah. Mm. um and she lets him into the garage but we we the camera specifically shows her not locking the door behind her mm. right. Um, and we go back to Val and Courtney doing sistery bonding, and Courtney's like, hey, let's crash the party next door. And Diane and her man, they're making out in the car. 
and the, everybody else is in the kitchen. Uh, we see some boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diane gets out, heads back inside to tell the rest that she's going to go out for go grab some beer with her man, and she'll be back. They're like whatever, or yeah, they kind of they kind of read it there. She's mm-hmm. just like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go grab some beer, and then they're just. You know, she kind of looks at her like, hey, we got, we're making, we're making daiquiris right now. He wants beer. And it's like, no, she wants to go grab some beer. It's okay. You don't have to ask permission. Like, (laughs) hint, hint, go get fucked. Yeah. You don't need permission to get fucked in the car. Um, So she gets back in the car and she goes to kiss him (laughs) and his head just falls off off like a neck and shoulders. (laughs) She screams. She starts honking the horn, which I thought was actually, I actually thought it was kind of a smart move. Like alert. That's a, a nice but for some reason, reason, nobody it's, hears it's, it. Because they can't hear it because the blender the is too blender. loud. <laughs> they can't hear a car honking over a blender making strawberry daiquiris. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see the way Marshall did things. Like, strawberry daiquiris. <laughs> like, moving his hands up and down with each syllable. It was awesome. <laughs> he looked like an excited girl. <laughs> so, um, Ro- Russ, I, I, at here point I started calling him Ross, but Russ... Thorn, he appears in front of the car, he breaks the window, drags Diane out, and kills her up against the wall with his power drill. Mm-hmm. Back to Trish and the two other and the two other guys, uh Je- Jeff and Neil, they're talking and she's asking about the Barbie down the one's like, was that you guys? And they're like, No, I don't know anything. That was not us. And he didn't really ask, like it was just mentioned in passing. Yeah, and, but they had and said the it boys were that. like, What Barbie doll? And then all of a sudden the doorbell rings. Yeah. But this 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 scene also just just really quick another gender rule flip when they're in the kitchen making daiquiris the girls are talking about the uh, game baseball there's like hey, yeah you know, they're trying to figure out the score of the who, game who who yeah. got that winning run and they're like oh well Savage hit the home run and then Smith came yeah they're in talking and, about, not not, yeah, not absolutely. who scored the six runs how did right. the six runs get yeah, you're right yeah but they're talking about they're talking about stats and getting done yeah like, and something women and typically like, don't, don't do. do absolutely yeah. which that's another point I thought it was funny because like, okay talking about game like okay they play basketball so I thought they, but they're actually at this point also talking baseball which I was like oh they're talking not basketball. I noticed uh, that too. I was like, damn. So the doorbell rings and the two guys go to pay for the pizza while Kim calls their coach on the phone because they want to ask the coach, hey, hey where'd those six runs the, come yeah, from? Right, right, right. In last night's ball game. And when they open the front door, there stands the pizza boy <sighs> whose eyes have both been drilled out. Yeah. And he falls, he's standing there holding the pizza with no eyes, bloody eye sockets, and he falls into the house dead. And the coach hears the girl screaming over the phone, but the line goes dead. And Trish tries to call for help, but Russ cuts the phone lines from the outside. Yeah. The coach calls Valerie now to ask her what's going on. Valerie's like, oh, yeah, I heard some screaming. So coach's like, okay, well, I'm going to come over and check it out. You stay put. Well, she asked, no, she asked Valerie if she can go over there. And Valerie's like, I don't really want to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what happened? All right. Because she wasn't, she was invited, but she knows that. Yeah, not you know, she invited, but it was like a pity invite. The almost. caddy. So the okay, caddy. so back to the pizza guy. When they ask, you know, how much they, they don't open the door, they ask through the door, how much is it? And he goes yeah. six so far. Does that mean six kills? I believe so. Did so he say so we, far? Wait, wait, he said wait, six wait, wait. so far. So you have Southwestern Bell uh, telephone lady. You have Linda. Linda. Uh-huh. You have Mr. Content. I got four you have five. the two Mr. people in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, I had Diane six and, and, and I John. had six at the pizza guy. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. You gotta make six. I had six oh, at the pizza guy. Yeah. Make six. You guys are geniuses because I didn't. Awesome. Even, I wasn't I didn't even catch counting that. that. Six so far. I couldn't yeah. hear what he was saying. He yeah, I, I heard so six. I didn't yeah. hear the so far part. I just heard six. I'm like, All and, right. okay. So he killed the pizza guy, but the pizza guy is like, what is he like? Perfect rigor mortis until the doors opened. Exactly. Whole, and then he falls. Who knows? <laughs> how, who knows how long he had the pizza guy? I don't know. I had major issues with that too because. There's the time between the, then they hey how much and they hear six like okay they're taking a so while to get all the money. money so either yeah. the right. pizza, he's either the pizza guy was alive at that point no. but or I doubt it I, I, doubt, I it. doubt too but if he wasn't they would have heard him drilling I would think the drill going off on the other side of the door and how again like how does a dead man stand up that long by himself it's just like the cat in the, <laughs> the door <laughs> like if he even if he leaned him up against the door waiting for him to open like you know he, he wouldn't would, be holding the he pie. wouldn't be holding yeah it just. It's, there's a lot of things wrong with that scene, but I think we're nitpicking it. I point. think we are too. Still... Uh, anyway, <laughs> so what we do. It's what I we do. So, I guess so. Yes. So back to Courtney, who's now pouting about Valerie not letting her go over to the party, and at Trisha's house, they at this like, oh my god, they, all, right, all right, let's split up, let's go around the house and close up all the windows and close the curtains. And Jeff and his friend Neil are talking about making a run for help and splitting up because mm-hmm. at least that way one of them makes it. <clears throat> and at this point, actually, the boys are really. Fucking pussies about it. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, man. They kind of sack up and they're like, oh, "One of us, only one, one of us will make it for sure." Uh-huh. I don't know. I think that's 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 pretty ballsy. I, I got like, agree on that one. Like, it's, if, if if killers are in the house and there's a good chance, it's like you go this way, I'll go that way. If one of us is going to make it, we'll at least be able to save the chicks. That's kind of valiant. I'm on your side. That's one, Aaron. I yeah. felt the same thing. Okay. I felt like they were being like. We, I don't know. They decided to do it, well, but then when it came down to we, it, even we are a little nervous. Like, come on, can you? I'm not going to blame a guy for being nervous about you know, blindly robbing. I wish I'd stuck in Cub Scouts. Murderer. I wish I'd stuck in Cub Scouts so I knew how to use one of these things. Yeah, okay, that, holding that, a knife. Yeah, I mean, okay, that yeah. Pointy aim goes into the bad guy. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, easy. Yeah. right. <laughs> it's like it's the oldest weapon in the world exactly. next to a fucking exactly. bone. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, so uh, that's a good point. I'll give you that one. <laughs> so yeah Trish gives uh, one, Jeff I think a knife and she's trying to like if she's actually trying to talk about I was like no you don't need to do this and um, one of the guys he's going out the one's going out the front door the other's going out the back door back through door. the garage and the two guys they, they're like you ready yeah you ready yeah I'm like alright they open the doors boom out they go and the one that went to the garage, I think, is Jeff, and he mm. does not fare very well. No, no. he, he no. doesn't make it out of the fucking garage. No, because no. <laughs> he comes in the garage, and the body of Diana like, swings down from the mm-hmm. rafters, hanging in front of him. We've seen that done so many times. And before. he screams mm. like a little bitch. He does. Yeah. And this, <laughs> and this is when he gets drilled through the chest from behind uh-huh. by Russ. And meanwhile, the other guy. He makes it to Valerie's house and he's banging on the door, but she ignores it for a while. Dude, he's banging like you would bang. So please, God, open the door. He's and freaking I, again, out. Yeah. I had she's another... just sitting there like, motherfucker. Well, she is in like uh, apparently she's in like a back she's room, in the back room like, like, like a sunroom or whatever, like watching Still, TV. It's, yeah, you can hear it. You can this scene. You can see her watching the TV. She's watching like sound, a and she's watching like a horror movie yeah. from the fifties or sixties. Uh, but... but it's just this. You can you can hear it. You can hear him screaming yeah, and begging. But, and she even glances over towards the sound. But she could also think, okay, it's these guys. They're just fucking around with me because she already thinks like they don't like me and they're just fucking around. But possibly he's screaming like a fucking. They haven't interacted with her in one way, shape, or form. That's true. 
and he's screaming like someone's going to kill him. Right. Because guess what? Someone's yeah. going to fucking kill him. Right. So, again, I had another fl- Halloween flashback because I just remind- it reminded me of the scene where Lori is banging on the door to get Tommy to wake her up and let her in the locked door while Michael's stalking up behind her. Uh, just me. I don't know if anybody else will get that from this movie, but I did. Hmm. And um, so Russ closes in. And the, uh, Neil, I guess it is, turns to attack Ross with a knife, but he just gets bitch slapped around. He gets tossed to the ground immediately. Valerie opens the door, looks outside, or gets to the door, looks outside, sees nothing, and just walks away. And I call major bullshit on this because right. there's no way you would not see them on, on the their front the yard yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. Or where, hear them. Or hear the struggling. Or like, hear them yeah. struggling. And isn't this the... This is the kill where the Russ actually uses the knife as opposed to the drill. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ru- Russ, Ross, Russ, whatever fucking name is, I think it's he, Russ. he stabs bad guy. He, the bad yeah. guy, killer. He stabs the guy to death in the front yard and then drags the body away and Supposedly. carries it into the garage, where he tries to put the yeah. body in the trunk of the car, yeah. but it's hilarious. already filled with four other bodies. He's, just, he's, he's like, counting. He's shit. counting. He's like one, two, three, four. And he actually says something like shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> the Jeff more. guy, Jeff it's guy gone. like crawls away. Or yeah. Je- yeah. Now, exactly. Because we, we cut to Jeff, who is apparently still alive. And he's crawling like along the, the side of the pool to get to the back door. And Trish, Kim, and Jackie, they're huddled around the fire. And like, you know, they're scared. And, and Jack is like, I'm hungry. And <laughs> oh, she yeah. starts creeping towards the dead pizza boy and the pizza. Right. Where Kim checks the body and it's like, is he dead? He's dead, all right. He's cold. And what Jackie Jack says, says that, yeah. is the pizza is cold? The, is the pizza? <laughs> and she slides the pizza out from underneath his cold, dead hands and eats it. She starts eating it. I kind of like it. I'm I sorry. Did I did too. I did too. And she says, life goes on and starts eating the pizza. <laughs> she says, that makes her hungry or I don't know. But, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so the three of them hear a noise, which is Jeff trying to get into the back door. He's, like, kind of clawing at it. He, he can't really get it. And they they start creeping their way to the kitchen where they see the shadows, like, shadows moving underneath the door. But they're so close to the door, they go, maybe it's Jeff. And right. he could just go, uh-huh. yeah, it's me. Uh-huh. It's me, guys. Please. But he doesn't. And, but they're scared. They're, they're too scared to open it. No, they want to open it. And at this point, like, uh, what's her name? Trish? Is one the of them's like, it says one. it could be Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, it could be, they say it could be Neil. And then she's like, it's okay. Jeff. It's Trish's house, right? And Trish is like, it's Jeff. And like, we need to open the door. No. <laughs> like, she's the only one that has her wits about her at this point. Like, she does not want, she's not letting anybody in the house. She's no, like, she's Fuck not. Fuck you, you know? <laughs> so, Russ, he finds Jeff, kills him with the drill. The three girls hear this. This is where they hear the drill going off. Mm-hmm. Now, they take off running. Va- back to Valerie, who spots Courtney walking over to Trisha's house through a window, and she's like, "Holy shit!" What? And she so she takes off running after Courtney, and Courtney notices Court. She notices Valerie coming after, and she ducks into the shadows to hide. Valerie knocks on the door to Trisha's house. Jackie rushes to open it, but by the time she gets to it, Valerie's moved away from the door. Uh, one, when, by the time Jackie gets there to open it, she, when she and when Jackie flings the door open, she gets slashed across mm. the neck. By Russ's power drill, killing her. Right. So again, this guy is like pretty a, uh, surgical move with the power drill. Yeah, honestly. absolutely. 
you he's know, got it down to it. I'm science. sitting here looking, looking at a power drill here, and it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's going to be something easy to do. No, no, this yeah. this handle is the wrong way. He's got it more this way, so he's like, still, like, like a sword. Yeah, I mean, you got to be pretty surgical with that. <laughs> so, uh, Trish and Kim run up the stairs and barricade themselves into a bedroom. Right. And around back, Valerie's trying the back door. Courtney shows up saying, hey, let's just go home. This is dead. And um, think, thinking something is off, Valerie sends Courtney home and goes back around to the front door to check things out. She doesn't out. actually send her home. She, she says, says, wait here. Oh, wait here. Okay. I'm going to go back up front and check. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. I missed yeah. that. And so she thought it was weird. Yeah, it yeah. is weird. Like, like if something, if you don't feel right about something, why wouldn't you send her home? <laughs> Just go way home. You the go and hang out here backyard. by yourself. In our neighbor, like our strange neighbor's yeah. backyard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's not strange. It's Trisha's house, not oh, content. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she opens the door. She goes inside. And she's wandering around the dark house, calling out for the girls. Upstairs, Trish and Kim hear Valerie. Right. But again, they're too afraid to open the door. Well, uh, Kim wants to, and Trish is like, what if, what, we don't know. What, what We've if already she's... seen the results, and she starts yeah. to think that the killer and Valerie are, are connected. Yeah. Because she, because because of Valerie not getting invited to the party or being picked on, she's like, that's an awfully extreme reaction. So, yeah, right. Right. It's, a little, it's a little fucking overkill, right. if you ask me. No. So, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, Valerie exits the house through the back door. Upstairs, Trish and Kim are talking about what to do, and we see Russ climb in through the window behind them. Which is actually fucked up because the, the conversation before, like, we're safer here. We saw what happened before. We need to stay right here. Valerie will send help. Yeah. Uh, Even though you just thought she was so, the one trying so to kill safe, you. So <laughs> they're safe in this room, yet the window is wide the fuck open. You know, they they got the door barricaded, but they got right. the window wide the fuck open. Exactly. And here comes Russ in yeah. through just, the window. Slowly creeps on yeah. in. Yeah, climbing through the window and uh with his quote unquote power drill. Power drill. Yeah. yeah. So he creeps up behind them, but a loose floorboard gives him away. So yeah, so the girls rush like to the barricaded door and then because like, oh shit, we can't get out of this way. So they rush to the corners of the other Yeah, the, they kinda of, they kinda of scatter. Yeah, they right. scatter to the corners. And Kim starts Chucking things at yeah, him. Yeah, like, anything she get her hands on, she's yeah. throwing at this and guy. She's, she's throwing it for... <laughs> like, for, vases and, like, yeah. ceramic dolls. It's like anything That's that... Anything. Anything. And Ross swipes at Kim with the drill but misses her. And this allows Trish the opening she needs to hit him over the head with a baseball hits bat. Hits him on the base of the skull with a baseball bat. Not not gonna gonna be, I'm like, what the fuck? This is, where, this is where I have a problem uh-huh. with... And this is horror movies in general. Right. You hit him in the base of the skull... He falls down, eyes closed, out cold. Keep bashing, bashing him over the fucking head. Yes, I know. Why is she not like turning his head into fucking jello on the fucking floor? Yes, yes. Obviously, this is the dude that is killing you. You can you can explain this later. Exactly. With the six bodies that are in your garage, he's he's trying to kill you with a drill. It's kill or be killed. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have him on the ropes. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And they just go, nope. They nah. turn around. And they start trying to unblock the door yeah. so they can sc- get out. And uh, they, they manage to get like halfway unblocked and well, halfway open. And Trish starts Trish trying squeezes to squeeze through, cram but Kim... through. But at poor Kim. Cause and again, Russ why are they up... trying to like move? The, why are they just flipping them over out of the way? Right. Exactly. Um, but Kim yeah. gets stabbed by Russ. <laughs> and uh, Trish manages to squeeze through the door and get out. Now we jump back to Valerie, who's walking around the outside looking for Courtney. 
while Russ is searching the house for Trish, and we hear a storm is heard moving in. Which, it's California. When does it rain? <laughs> in California. Yeah, rare, yeah. I mean, there's lightning and everything. Like, really? So, Valerie finds Courtney lying in the grass, who, trying, again, looking like she's dead, but she comes over, and, oh, she's fine. She's, they're fine. And the two of them, at, at this point, I assume, they head back to their house. But we go back to Ross, who, Russ, who's frantically looking for Trish in a closet, and he can't find her, and he turns the leaves. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Trish was hiding inside a plastic hanging dress bag. It's like yeah. a dust, like a... Uh, yeah, it's like something a, like you'd keep your wedding dress or a prom dress in to keep I it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought that was a good hide. It's interesting, but I don't know no? how the fuck you would pull that off, because nope. those things are small, they're plastic, you'd be losing air, and how would you fit in there? Because they was hang there a off bottom the ground. Yeah, them? unless there's like... If it's no bottom, then you could stand there. That right. I mean, but if it's like I'm thinking like like my suit bag, my trainers, they don't yeah. have a bottom. There's no yeah. way you you'd be like you would just bring the whole closet down. There are zip up ones and zip down ones. And a friend of ours, mm-hmm. uh, a friend, a mutual friend, Mike Carpenter, when a party got stormed by the police, he hid inside one. And when they left, he unzipped and walked home. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty hey, sweet, pretty sweet. <laughs> so it does work. It ladies does and work. It does work. <laughs> Holy shit! Shout out to Mike Carpenter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> Did that really happen? Mm-hmm. No shit. Nice. So back at Valerie's, I try. Right? Everyone else just ran. It's like Ugh. <laughs> awesome. So back at Valerie's house, she and her sister they're in the kitchen talking, and Courtney opens the fridge door, and we see Kim's body inside, <laughs> and neither Val or Courtney see Kim's. See this because Courtney's looking at Val and she opens, Courtney and Val's opens on the other she side. She opens of the door. and shuts the fridge yeah. oh, two yeah. or three times. Yeah, this is now. Like, I want to get a beer. No, come on, I want a beer. And no, his body's yeah. coming in, coming yeah. out, coming, yeah, right. in, coming out. And at this point, I I figured out later where I went wrong. But again, I was writing this as I watched it. So my notes at this point was like, can we talk about how the fuck does Ross manage to get Kim's body from Trisha's house? Upstairs bedroom, no. to next door no, in Valerie's fridge. No, they're in Trisha's <laughs> house. But, but it turns out it's in Trisha's house. Yeah. But that make to me it make no sense because they're well, like. Because you missed the point when uh, they're in the backyard when she when, plays uh, dead. Courtney, yeah, yeah plays dead. She said, "Let's go lock up the house and get out of here." Why is she locking up somebody else's house and then going home? Because I thought they, weird, yeah, I but, missed that again because I was like, let, I heard, "Let's go back." I what I heard was like, "Let's go back to the house" or something like no. that. So I was like, they went back to their house, no, not no. back inside Trisha's house, which she just said, "This house gives me the creeps and blah blah blah." I'm like, right. why go back in there? Like I thought they were at Trisha's house, she's like doing this her neighborly is duty, and she's going to lock up her friend's house because they're obviously not home. Because Yet I was like, they were upstairs waiting for Valerie essentially to be killed. I figured that out about like five, six minutes after this note. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck? That is in- <laughs> that's bonk. That's whoa. So, yeah, it turns out they're still in Trisha's house. And Courtney finally opens the fridge. Yeah, she tries yeah. to get Courtney to come with her. He's like, no, we're leaving. Courtney says, uh-uh. She opens the fridge. She goes back, opens the fridge to grab a beer. And out falls Kim's body with a knife sticking out of her chest. Courtney screams. She runs off. Valerie rushes to the fridge to see what see what she was screaming at, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And she starts to run, but then she sees, um, as she makes a run for, she catches a glance up the stairs, and she sees the shadow of the killer's drill and the like coming down from upstairs. Um, so again, I don't know how he pulls this off. Like, in, not even different house now, but he was upstairs through a window. Killed Kim, mm-hmm. then drug her downstairs, put mm-hmm. her in the fridge, went then went back upstairs. back upstairs. But even though we just saw him upstairs looking in the closet for right. Trish, 
while Courtney and Valley were outside. They came, they come inside. <laughs> they didn't see him drag a body down the stairs or go back up. This is insane. At this like, point, how this need, would we happen? Need, we need a map on the wall. Like, right. Yeah, he was like, here, like, and then it was here, and then he was there. <laughs> like now, string and pushpins yeah. wrapping around. Yeah. Him. No. How did he? He's a. So good this guy's is a fucking ninja yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. And Valerie yells at Courtney to run, and then she ducks inside the door to the basement stairwell <laughs> as R- Russ comes down the stairs. And Courtney hides underneath the sofa, which I have never seen a sofa have that much clearance where you can actually get a body underneath Honestly, it. Honestly, uh, my grandparents used to have, like, a, but granted, I was five. <laughs> okay. I used to, remember I used to be able to hide underneath this chair. So it was like it sat tall, but it had like a ruffle around it, you know. Well, there's like some high back, like yeah. wing wing so, back ch- chairs. Yeah, to that say that, high, but... if I was five, that was 1985, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe back in the 80s they <laughs> maybe, had the, the further back in time you go, the more clear it's. <laughs> yeah, I guess the so. furniture got higher. <laughs> yeah. Back in the 1700s, you needed a ladder to get yeah. up on right. the sofa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, going back to Little House in the Prairie, I mean, they used to have to like climb up a ladder to get to their bed. Oh, well, that's know? because they had no room. <laughs> The house were so damn small. They had yeah, to have a lot. to make the connection with the, the coach, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <Maybe not. laughs> so Corey's seen hiding underneath the sofa as Ross, Russ, drags the body <laughs> of the pizza boy across the floor and out of the room. And uh, this room. is where... He this throws him in the basement. Yeah, that's yeah. right. This is where I was like, wait, wait, wait. I thought they were in Valerie's house. And, yeah, so I'm going to skip this whole note. Yeah. I was totally lost at this point. Right. Um. So... Anyway, so I'm so yeah. He opens his door to the basement, tosses the body down the stairs, which Valerie's like hiding underneath the stairs or right. something at that point. Yeah, yes. She sees it. Mm. Um, he then grabs a blanket and lays down on the living room floor for what he looks like he's going to take a nap. This is so weird. <laughs> so he throws the body away. He just kind of looks pleased, sits down on the floor, looks fucking crazy eyed, yeah. grabs a brown blanket and just lays down, smiling maniacally. And puts a whole blanket over his entire well, this is body. Why. Yeah. This is why. Okay. Because when back going back to where they're eating the pizza, they go to cover that pizza guy with that blanket. Right. I knew oh, what he was. But when he right. when he pulls the body out, somehow the body is tucked behind the, the couch. Yeah, it's not. In, it's not where All it right. was. So he pulls the body out, throws it, and he's thinking. I'm gonna pose as the dead as pizza the dead guy. pizza guy. Okay. Once I figured out, I figured out what he was doing. Like, okay, it's not that bad of an idea, really. But no. but you're totally right. Like, the, right. He, the body no was supposed sense. to be covered yes. up already, but he pulls out from behind the couch. Behind the couch. How the fuck did the body get behind the couch? Who it moved on its own? Put it there. I I have no fucking clue. But yeah, yeah, I was kind of. But he did fuck, look fucking but... crazy, eyed didn't he? He did. he did, he did, he did. He's you like, got the crazy eyes, Aaron. And he even stuck his hand out because uh, Courtney orders under the couch. She sees yeah, his Courtney like, watches, hands sticking yeah. out, you know? So it's like he's like posing as the, the pizza the guy. Yeah, Yeah. and Courtney's watching all this from underneath the couch. Right. And upstairs, Trish gets out from her the dress bag, and this is where the, the coach, Jana, she shows up now. She's shown up, she enters the house. In a sweet Speedo shirt. <laughs> sweet, sweet Speedo shirt. <laughs> And she, honestly, she doesn't look much older than... She no, really she really doesn't. doesn't. No. <laughs> no, that's the youngest high school yeah, basketball absolutely. coach. She must be like 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she sees the body underneath the blanket. She's like, oh, so or something underneath the blanket. She reaches down uh-huh. to pull the blanket back, revealing Russ. Looking fucking crazy. Yeah, he gets uh-huh. up. He goes after her with the drill. The coach 
grabs a fire poker to defend herself with. Uh-huh. And this at this point in the basement, Valerie's going through all these various tools and she, <laughs> looking for yeah. a weapon. And she finds yeah. a circular saw and yeah. she rushes off. Before we go here, because again, I just had to, I know it redeems myself, but I'm writing this as I go. And it's like, um, I'm like, um, don't those have to be plugged into work? She's not going to get very far with that unless there's a mile long <laughs> extension cord. And then said, my very next note was, Oh, thank God the cord does keep her from taking it upstairs. <laughs> okay. Thank they did catch that one. She gets up with this power saw and she it's gets awesome. it going. She's like, Wee! and then she just she starts, starts running bucking. while it's ru- like, she starts she running with going. It. Yeah. So the whole time she's running with it, it's running. She's like, Wee! running, 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 she like, <laughs> just she's charging up the <laughs> stairs with this thing. She's not being stealthy in any way, no, shape, she's or not, form. Not she gets to the stairs. She gets and it's to like the a... door, and then all of a sudden the cord unplugs, and she goes, "Shit!" No, 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 it's like a short collar on a dog. It's like, what? And it, gets back, it pulls her off of her feet, which yeah. is insane. That thing, how and she's sitting there looking at it, she's like, like shit. <laughs> how, that would just come out from the wall. It would, like, yank her back. It did, too. It, like, yanked her right back. She's like, shit. Shit. <laughs> so we go back to the standoff between Coach Jana and Russ. And Russ is closing in on her. She's kind of starting to sword fight with him a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And well, she grabs a poker. Well, she yeah, grabs yeah, a fire yeah, poker. Yeah. yeah. And then Courtney then tr- reaches out from her high spot and trips him. Yeah. For and she sticks th- a foot out. Yeah. Trips him. Foot? Yeah. yeah. Okay, foot of hand. Okay. And Jana then starts wailing on him with the fire yeah, poker. And if you notice it, it, and if you notice it, if you watch it close. As she's wailing on this guy, it's obviously a rubber yeah, fucking oh, poker. <laughs> it's got like a whole lot of give to it. I'm like, really? So really? Trish now she comes rushing up, slow mo style. Um, yeah, slow rushing, motion. Slow motion with, with the uh, with, <laughs> with uh, the knife. Uh, with the knife, she comes uh-huh. running down the stairs with a knife. She stabs him, and this th- is strike two for Rich for Trish. Okay, yeah, and Jan then pulls Trish away. She's like, no, you know, enough. And she shoves her aside as Russ gets up and swipes at her with the drill, mm-hmm. slicing the coach across the stomach, gutting her, killing her. Which no gut, no, no yeah, intestine. I mean, Nothing kills out. Some. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So now Russ is standing <laughs> over Trish, and this is where it gets real creepy because he's standing over and she's on the floor, and he says to her, he says, "quote That all of you are very pretty. Mm-hmm. I love you." It takes a lot to love a person to do this. You know you want it. You'll love it. Mm. And that's when Valerie comes running up the stairs like a fucking madman <laughs> with a machete in hand. She swings it at Ross and misses. Uh-huh. He runs off. She gives chase. Oh, God. Here we go. Outside uh, <laughs> uh, by the pool, Valerie corners Russ between herself and the pool. And the pool, yeah. And she swings the machete at the drill, and it hits the drill bit, bit, which I think I mentioned before. It's like two feet long. Uh And the drill bit bit breaks in half, and it flies into the pool, sinks to the bottom. What? She has a machete and cuts the drill bit in half. half, More than half. She cuts it down to like a nub. Uh And that's all it takes. And this is the shittiest drill bit ever. Or it's the most enchanted machete 
Absolutely. It's a magical Absolutely. plus Absolutely. one machete. Is this Jason Voorhees' uh, machete? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we said before with that, machete that from, made Jay, from fucking, Jason uh, X. Adamantium. Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. We've talked about this. We've talked and about Leary this. and yeah. Steel. This is the most right, right, fragile right. thing yeah. ever. Leary and Steel. All right. Yeah. I'd be like, if I was Ross, I'm like, I'm taking this back to Home Depot and demanding a refund. However, however, let's move on. Let's move on with this machete, okay? All right, so. So what does she do next? She starts hacking away at Ross, and she cuts off one of his hands but how many how many whacks does it take it for him to cut like off her fucking several. head okay <laughs> so she can she bit. can cut this fucking <laughs> drill bit in one swipe but it takes like three fucking swipes <laughs> to cut off his hand yeah are you fucking kidding me right now i mean it had to be a one in a what? billion shot. I don't believe that one bit. I don't believe I mean, that. You know I mean, if that shit is that sharp to cut through that fucking drill bit, it should have fucking not only cut through his hand, but his entire torso. Right. He well, should have been in two pieces. Just touch him with it. Right? Just, yeah. yeah. You're, you're done. You're done. done. Like a fucking lightsaber. Right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, um, Fuck. Yeah, so she cuts off on his hand, and then she slices him across the stomach. Russ he, falls into the pool dead, blood, blood spilling out into the water. Uh, I mean, just like turning the water, turning the water wet. So he's been beaten with a fire poker, beaten with a bat, bat fire poker, uh-huh. stabbed, stabbed. Yeah. ham hacked off, and then sliced across the stomach. Yeah, right. And she drops the machete, and she hugs Courtney. And now we see Russ climbing out of the pool, and he fucking like leaps. He just like leaps through the air at Valerie and Courtney. And he's like, Rah! and he manages to mount value, like UFC, like ground and pound. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to struggle with her with his, he's trying to strangle her with his one remaining hand. Uh-huh. And Courtney comes rushing, tries to get him off, but he, he just flings Courtney to the side. He, now, he Trish, bitch slaps her. Yeah, yeah. He bitch slaps Whack! her. You hear it. Trish comes charging out of the house, holding the knife again. <laughs> Knocks Ru- Russ off of Valerie. She stabs him. Again, he leaps at her through there, going, Rah! and but this time Valerie grabs the machete. She holds it out, and he falls on top of Valerie, getting impaled by the machete as he falls. Trish and Courtney scream as Ross yeah. Russ dies yeah. on top There's of Valerie, of, uh, screaming and crying yeah. by the women. She yeah. rolls <laughs> him. She rolls him off of her. Valerie rolls him off. And at this point, the camera goes from girl to girl, showing each mm-hmm. girl crying or screaming or whatever as we hear sirens in the distance. Dude, Courtney's got to look at her face like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's the only one not crying. She is. She's, she's got like, a bloody she's nose. Like, she's she's like, just like disturbed. Yeah. She looked disturbed. She's like, she's got some serious counseling after this. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that, and then after that, so sirens are heard, roll credits. And finally, the fucking police show up. Yeah, I'm finally like, they show up. Right? Um, so that, yeah, that is the original Slumber Party Massacre. Good lord, that so was a ride. It, it is. So that brings us to, uh, Favorite Kill. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite Kill. All right, so there was a good amount of body count in this movie this week. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty high body count, yeah. Pretty high. I counted 11. Uh, wow. yeah. so, yeah. Would you count? Would you count? Uh, my count, let's see, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So there we go. Right um, eleven to choose from. <laughs> For those of you listening, Marshall has every kill like documented on a piece mm-hmm. of paper mm-hmm. <laughs> every week. Yeah, every For kill sheet. kill sheet. Marshall takes uh, extensive serious notes. notes. He's dedicated to his act, my friends. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's Chris. What do we got? What do we got? Your no, favorite no, kill? Aaron, go first. Aaron, go All first. right. So my favorite kill was uh, actually the non-drill kill. 
when he gets into a scuffle with Neil. Now, to Neil's credit, I mean, he's a pretty skinny kid. He try, He's scared to death. He tries to fight off Russ. He jumps on him. <clears throat> they struggle. He's trying, but Russ gets the upper hand, and he starts stabbing. And he, when he's coming down with that knife, he's fucking meaning. He's like, you know, he's stabbing down, and you see the point of view of Russ, and it cuts from, like, the side angle to point of view of Russ, the knife coming down, Neil screaming, blood flying everywhere. That was my favorite kill. All right. Nice. I will say that was Sarah's favorite kill, too. Ah, all right. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with the uh, the nine kill. kill. Uh, <laughs> the pizza guy. Pizza guy. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, you didn't see him get killed. You it's didn't, still a kill. But I, I love the open the door, eyes drilled out. The falling forward. Still holding the pizza. Still holding the pizza. I fucking love it, A professional it, to the end. Uh, yeah. yeah, right? I, I, don't I would know. just I feel just... die. I would hate to die with that stupid fucking paper <laughs> hat. on. With a hat on. Take your shake like I that. I feel like such an asshole. I know. I know. Just wish I didn't die wearing this stupid But it was hat. awesome. It's like, uh, sick so far. Open up the door and... I don't know, man. Um, I loved it. No, it is, it is, it's a good reveal. I was yeah. going to say, it's a good reveal. Um, I'm... No, I kind of to me none of them really stood out that you know different for me for the mm-hmm. for me this week. Uh, but I'm going to kind of go along the lines of you. I'm going to go with one that was technically didn't have it on screen, but we saw the results. And I'm going to go with the Diana's boyfriend whose head comes off in the car. Oh uh, yeah, that was a good one too. So because she just goes in, the, she, <laughs> yeah, she goes I, in the I, kiss I, him did, on the cheek and the head just falls like off. I mean, so. if he had had longer hair, he would have totally looked like fucking <laughs> the dude kid from Mask. He didn't look like he had Elvin Titus. He was just an ugly guy. Rocky but he something. was like squared faced. <laughs> I think it was Rocky, know. wasn't it? Rocky something? It was no. Rocky in the movie, yeah. yeah. In the movie. Okay, there you go. Mask, yeah. Um, so there you go. There, There's uh, favorite kills for this week. Moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Uh, starting off with ratings, IMDb gives it a 5.7 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 36% on the tomato meter with a 45% audience score. Wow. And Amazon uh, gives it a, it's rated as a 4.1 on, out of 5 on Amazon. Hmm. So, some... Amazon, I was most of the time Amazon's the highest, but obviously right. that's the, the higher of the ratings uh, the, for this week. Um, I was kind of expecting, after watching it, I was expecting worse going into it, but after watching it, I was a little surprised at how low some of the ratings were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on to uh, the plot keywords. Now, we're going to do something a little different this uh-huh. week for you guys at home. Um, there were 111 plot Damn. keywords written down for this. And I thought, kind of like we do with the budget game, I thought maybe we would do like a little family feud style game here <laughs> where Aaron and Chris will try to guess what plot keywords were listed for this movie. And we'll see just kind of how many, who can guess the most, you know, in a, in a, in a short amount of time. We're not, we're not going to take it too long with this. And so then, do we take turns? We're, we'll ta- or you can take or turns. do we do in the same time? No, I need to be able to hear you. Keep track, so you'll take turns. Um, All right. How long do we have? One minute or thirty seconds? Or? Uh, I'm just gonna. Uh, Chris, you'll start, and I'll just I'll keep track of the time, and I'll I'll even tally up the score and see who. So how we long? Got. How much time do we have? Uh, I'm gonna try to keep it like you need it. Thirty like, seconds, or I'm gonna do my best at like a minute. All right. All right. But we're gonna see how this goes. First time we're here, so ready. All right, one, two, and go. Boobs. Boobs. Uh, I will accept the female frontal nudity. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Aaron. Oh, uh, drill. Drill, uh, yes. Drill is definitely one. Pizza. Pizza is on here. There you go, Chris. All right. Aaron. 
80s bush. Ooh, no. Uh, no. Uh, knife. Knife, knife, knife. Uh, let me. Knife is on here. Chris got three. Aaron. Uh, doll. 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 No, no doll. Mm-hmm. Chris. Cre- creepy neighbor. Creepy neighbor. Uh, you know what? Creepy neighbor is not, but neighbor is, so I will give you that. All right. Hey. Neighbor is on here. Aaron. Beer. Beer. Uh, beer, beer, beer. Beer is not on the list. Aaron, you are really bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, you want to take one more guess at this? Showers. Showers. Let's see. Shower. And we have as a shower room. So I will give you. the gibbies. <laughs> All right. So we'll stop. That was a minute. We could have kept going, but that was one minute. I was getting slaughtered. You got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> You got destroyed, Aaron. Damn, out of 111, what, we got six? Uh, we got, I think I got five for you, one for Aaron, so yeah, got six. Damn. Um, Ooh, five for me. All right, well, hey. Um, Man, so I know who I want in my family feud team. <laughs> um, and I know who you don't want. <laughs> I will give you... Bush. It wasn't even Bush. Damn it. 1980 was a cute word, though, not 80s Bush, oh. but 1980. Um... Here's the ones that I wrote down before I did any of this. That is the fun ones. The fun ones. Drill in the head. Four word title, which is fucking weird. weird. Why didn't I guess that? Yeah, right. <laughs> reference to Brooke Shields. There was a there, reference. There was, yeah. <laughs> lens flare. What lens flare? Lens flare. What? It's like where the light bounced yeah. up the lens. Uh, um, reference to Larry Bird. <laughs> There was <laughs> and Playgirl magazine. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't think of that one. That Damn one I should have done. Yeah. So, Sylvester Stallone. So that's uh, a lot that happened in the yeah, movie. Well, yeah. Last thing, let's just throw out our own uh, uh, keyword for the movie. My keyword is going to be snail murder. So that's my key, keyword for this movie: snail oh, murder. <laughs> hmm. Let me see. Uh, probably. Uh, Paper hat. Paper hat. Yeah. Paper hat. Uh, Maui Wowie. Maui Wowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you bring to the party. Wait, was it in there? Actually, no, marijuana joint was, not uh-huh. Maui Wowie. Uh-huh. All right, there you go. All right, moving on to the trivia. And there was a, you know, there was some decent trivia for this. I found out um, some interesting facts here. So, um, again, some of these I can't 100% confirm or, you know, that they're true, but that's what I found. So the author Rita Mae Brown wrote the screenplay for a par- wrote a screenplay for a parody of a teen slash teen slash slasher flick and titled it Sleepless Nights. However, when she submitted it to the producers, they filmed it as if it were weren't a parody and retitled it Slumber Party Massacre. As a result, the movie displays a lot more humor, both intended and unintended, than others in the genre because huh. supposedly that it was. Um, the entire score was done on a Casio synthesizer, and you could fucking does tell. not you can tell. One but bit. I thought they did pretty good, man. I was, I don't know. I, I, I I've don't heard know. worse. I've heard worse. But yeah. I mean, it's the eighties. Everything was on a goddamn Absolutely. synthesizer. This is something I forgot to mention, and now when we talk about. It, I'm glad that we're bringing it up. Is that it actually is? It's kind of making it sound the Casio keyboard effects could have been cool, could have been better. It weren't horrible, but there are times when it almost sounded like it should have been in like a spooky castle, like. Right. You know, and like like a spooky castle. Well, the opening vibe. music for is like very or like they, yeah. put, like they pushed the organ, organ button. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, organ yeah. like it was a little out of place. If they just did more Casio keyboard, like you're thinking more like Dracula. Style. Yeah, yeah, it was much more Dracula. Going along with the way that the film 
itself looked very grainy and very grainy. Very... I guess it's eighty two, so exactly. But it looked it looked good for. I mean, yeah, it, what it, I wanted more of was a little bit of more like uh, who is that? It's not Chubby Checker. Jesus Christ, I'm gonna kill myself. Chubby but, Checker, you know, oh, uh, he's a guitar player, <laughs> dude. Anybody? Uh, uh, I'm thinking. Um... That's a, that's definitely an eighties thing. Are you thinking like the Beverly Hills cop yeah. theme? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. That's what it sounded yeah, like kinda, to me. Kinda, yeah. uh, Herbie Hancock. Herbie, Herbie Hancock. Hancock. That not Chubby Checker. <laughs> Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Michael Viella, <laughs> who played the killer, um, says de- de- uh, deliberately avoided talking to the other cast members during the shooting of the picture, which is not an mm-hmm. uncommon thing in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, hotter. Kane Hodder's done that a lot when this rolls with Jason and other Fucking stuff. professionals. Um, Aaron Lipstadt, who plays, who was the the, the pizza boy who got killed, right. he directed a movie called Android, also 1982. Oh, wow. Android was produced by Roger Corman, who also produced Hollywood Boulevard in 1976, which was the film Valerie was watching in her house. So That's there's what a weird, I was like, wondering, yeah. type movie right I was there. wondering if that was intertwined somehow. Yeah. Um, Andre, I'm gonna but honor honor. I don't know. One of the girls is the only cast member featured on the original theatrical one sheet poster. Uh, the blonde woman lying on the floor is Jillian Kasner, who isn't in the film. So, which we that we, we saw that with um, Splatter University, where the girl on the poster wasn't in the film at all. That's weird. Uh, director Amy Holden Jones shot a promo film of the original script's prologue for a thousand dollars. So she could get a directing job from Roger Corman. Corman was so impressed by the promo that he asked Jones to make the feature-length movie from the script. Hmm. So there you go. Um, the big conclusion: the backyard with the swimming pool was added in the movie as a reshoot. So I'm very curious what the original ending was then. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, me too. Um, in the background, when Kim is hurling ornaments at the killer in Trisha's bedroom, you can see the book *Ruby Fruit Jungle*, which was also written by Rita Mae Brown, the film's writer. That was the first thing I saw. Ruby Fruit Jungle. Yeah, right. Like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, again, Michael Villa uh, uh, read the book Helter Skelter in order to research his role for this. Um, and he also originally read for the role of David Content. Con- uh, the name. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it Content? Was I right about content, that? Content. Yeah. Yes. Content. C O N T A N T. Uh, Hi, Mr. Content. Uh, the, <laughs> the original first draft of the script was called Don't Open the Door. Uh, Michael Viella based his physical body movements as Russ Thorne on a peacock, supposedly, which that's just weird. I didn't really get that at all. I don't see that. Peacock is very strutting. Yeah. I mean, people talk about peacocking. You're peacocking. peacocking and all strutting that. like a peacock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's... Very proud, chest yeah, out. Yeah, I didn't you know? see that didn't in see him. That at all. No, no. Um, so, and then Brinky Stevens or Brink Stevens. She right. this was her first big speaking role in a film. Even though yeah, she's, she, she was she's Linda. She was she's Linda. Like the, she's the second girl to die. Yeah, but apparently she goes on to be like one of the again like 156 queens. Yeah, horror movies. You know, yeah. uh, and then is, uh, the most recent UK DVD release DVD release is out of print and it's really hard to find over right. in uh, the UK. So, there's our trivia. And that brings us to the favorite game show everybody loves. We're going to play the budget game. Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. Mm -hmm. All right. Budget game. What 
do you think is the budget for this movie? Chris, you go first. Oh, Jesus. Well, uh, man, there was no real effects. This is 1982. 82. All right, so uh, blood splatter, which could have been ketchup. I doubt it was ketchup, but uh, maybe more like uh, Kool-Aid. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, shit. 350000 dollars. Three hundred fifty from Chris. Okay, Aaron, what is your guess? Cool million. Cool million. Really, a million dollars? Nineteen eighty no way. Well, Aaron, guess what? You what? blew your wad again. God damn it. Chris, you win the estimated budget two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> two hundred and fifty thousand? Two hundred and fifty thousand. Seriously? Yep, you were really wow. close. Damn uh, it. Damn it. <laughs> now I'm pissed because I was that close. There is no way. I'm sitting here stewing look, look, in my I mean, I mean, fucking look, shorts look, here. I'm dude, so the, bad. The filming, the filming was obviously granule. It was like not even that great. I hope, but the problem is the last like five. There is no way. Is seriously? I've undershot by a ton, and now I'm like, well, okay. but damn, dude, a million dollars in 1982. How much would how much would a million dollars be in 1982? Right? I don't know. Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand. No, there is That's no how much way. It would be. No way. <laughs> Dude. Right. So I'm just, there was no stars in this movie. There was no nothing. All right, Chris, uh, I suck. I'm getting. <laughs> get your titty. All right, Chris trying to give Aaron a titty twister. Let's move on to five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. Now there were, I think, six or seven pages of five star reviews I found wow. on Amazon. Uh, I wrote down a few of them. Uh, let's go from reviewer named Slave. Slave. <laughs> Movie review. A woman directed this one. That's in all caps and bold. Wow. She did a great job. Okay. Yes, this is your typical everyday slasher movie, but it's a really great one. The naked chicks are hot. Also bold and capitalized. He's Their right. boobs and butts are well-groomed. <laughs> and Well-groomed? And uh, stuff. <laughs> The story is moronic. The acting is lousy. The kills are fantastic. And it's actually well-directed. I love this movie. Five stars. The butts and boobs are, are well-groomed. Groomed. groomed. Yeah. A very weird choice. And he says, uh, and uh, stuff. And <laughs> stuff. Is, is that a 14-year-old boy? I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Probably well, jerked off to this movie like five times. Come on. We're <laughs> in our mid-30s. We're doing, probably thinking the same thing. Except we use better vocabulary than groomed. Okay. Yeah, so, nice <laughs> boobs. Nice butts. Good boobs. kills. Alright, so from Ryan. Here is a terrific flick in my collection. I only I only review what I own that I wanted to review, so let's get down to it. Trish Davaru invites her basketball teammates over for a house for a summer party, one even blah blah blah. The party is crashed by Neil and Jeff, two horny 17-year-olds, blah blah blah. However, as Lewis knows, the mass murder Russ Thorne has escaped from mental institutions decided to crash her party as well with his oversized crotch-like drill. You know what I mean. Like what a total creep, for sure. Sorry, I had to use my 80s lingo. Well, their only hope for getting out alive is going across the street to laugh to laughing stock. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, teammate Va- Valerie's house. She denied the invite and she heard some girls teasing her, blah, blah, blah. Each thing is some of them started to die quickly and they don't get out alive, blah, blah, blah. The week is going to be a total bummer. Here I go again. Needless to say, Slumber Party Massacre is a fantastic film. The idea of using a portable drill is great and the fact that the killer actually talks is a breath of fresh air from the quiet, stalking, killing murderer. Filled with enough humor to fill a whole nother movie. SPM rocks. Pure and simple it rocks. Valerie 
maybe a joke to some, but it's her who has to save the girls. Recommend to fans of Halloween, the Fool Killer, and Party Crasher. I will say, uh, we're talking about a phallic drill. Yeah. That scene where he kills Diane. Yeah. The shower. He's is standing yeah. over her. And it's pointing and straight the drill, down. The, yeah, shots, the, the shot's coming yeah, yeah. between his legs from his back. Right. His drill's hanging down like a big old, yeah. big old, yeah. big old yeah. skinny yeah. Thong, thong. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And she's like looking up like, ah. All right. From Jay Thomas. Some people need to lighten up. If you view this film expecting Schindler's List, well, you are the stupid one. It is what it is. And what is it? Only one of the most entertaining slashers ever. A wink here, a nod there, a gaff everywhere. Pick Mixing purposely exaggerated <laughs> shots of breasts and male stupidity with a genuine sense of suspense and set-piercing violence. This review is really a reaction to some of the one-star raiders out there. You can guess the whole plot by the title, but the rationale of you halfwits who rate it so low should also be able to see that the translucence is quite on purpose. There are people who will never understand irony, cosmic or otherwise. Five stars. He's got a point. He's <laughs> yeah, got a point. I can't argue that. I mean... <laughs> From a customer, I bought this movie fully expecting nothing but TNA and maybe a little gore. It delivered on those two expectations. Five stars. Yeah. He's got a point. He's got a point there. He's got a point. <laughs> All right. Coming down to the end. From Ben Wozden. I know it's hard for all you whippersnappers to believe, but I was once a teenage boy, and like most teenage boys, I had a fair share of slumber parties. I would call Greg, Peter, and Bobby, and they would come over, and we'd have pillow fights and play spin the bottle, but nothing that took place out at our slumber parties was as fun as what's contained in Slumber Party Massacre. I kid you not when I say the Slumber Party Massacre movies changed my life. I hope. Before I started viewing them, my life was full of despair. Now that I've watched the Slumber Party Massacre collection... I'm as happy as a clam. Thank you, Slumber Party Massacre Collection. Thank you from the bottom of my slasher movie-loving heart. Five stars. But you're filled with despair because you're playing spin the bottle yeah, with a bunch of boys. Dude, exactly. Greg, Peter and Bobby. Yeah, right? Greg, yeah. Bobby. He's with the Brady Bunch. He's, he's up in the boys' room fucking playing spin the bottle. What the fuck is he doing? Exactly. Go to Marsha, Jan, and Brady. Or, you know what I mean? Whatever name. All right, there's two, two short ones left. Tim... Uh, Virhen Jr. Virhen? I don't know. Wow, what a horror movie. Basically, girls and guys are getting killed by the serial killer. Great gore scenes. There actually is some suspense. If you are into seeing girls topless, I'm not for private reasons, LOL, then you would also enjoy this DVD. Five star. He was playing Spin the Bottle with other boys. <laughs> right, right. He was, right. At that he part was up there. Party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And the which, last which one. Which is fine. It's fine. Yeah, That's fine. Thing. Go ahead. And the last one from... Reviewer's name is Dick Mouth. Oh, Dick, I'm sorry, Dick Math. Dick Math. Dick, Dick Math. Math. Dick Math. This is the only thing that can really get me going if you catch my drift. Five stars. Dick Math. Uh, Dick Math. The paint can only get off on okay. girl getting killed with a drill? Or I don't know what. Shower scenes and murder. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Dick Math. <laughs> Dick Math. Dick Math. So, uh, I like that name. <laughs> Dick Math. So uh, let's, let's let's start wrapping up. That is uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, final final thoughts, uh, Chris. Take us away. <clears throat> Damn, I don't know where to go after Dick Math. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, I actually loved every last second of this movie. I'm sorry to say that. 
uh, I love the I love the grainy the old feel to uh, the eighties grindhouse movies. feel. I do, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I love the Casio keyboard. I really <laughs> did. I, I felt like they did a, a good job with the the music building to the suspense. There was an awful lot of suspenseful. I love these uh, fake kill things, as you guys say, or these the false, fake, scares. false scares. False scares. I loved them, and then, and then the comedy that came along with them. Uh, the kills were good too. I don't know, man. Uh, I gotta say, don't be ashamed uh, of it. Don't be ashamed. I'm not. Yeah. I I enjoyed every last second of this. All right, so, so bad uh, it's good. So bad it's good. Aaron. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I had more fun reviewing the movie than actually watching it. I think. Hmm. Uh, watching it, it was. I, I don't. I don't know if I was. Did you only watch it once? Yes, I did watch it yeah. once. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, so bad it's meh. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I guess I'm gonna go so bad it's good. I talking about it again, reviewing it, and just talking about certain aspects of the movie made me think different. You know, different mm-hmm. different perspectives. Made me go, yeah, that's right. So I'm gonna. It just squeaks into my so bad it's good. Okay, just squeaks in. Just squeaks in there. Um, <clears throat> uh, we're gonna clean sweep it this week. I too, I'm gonna say yes. so bad it's good. Uh, again, for a lot of the reasons Chris said, so I'm not really going to re- you know mm-hmm. say say him again. But I agree. Um, I was expecting a lot worse going into it right. than um, than what I got. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, for 1982 standards, it was Absolutely. some good stuff to it. Uh, I it's I found it an enjoyable watch, yeah. um, and I, I would recommend. Now I can't say like maybe we'll get around to doing uh, number two and number three mm. in the future. Now we may get. You may get into a gray area, yeah, or a black yeah. area. Make it better, who knows? Yeah, they can, <laughs> the parents are, for us, they might get way well, for us, shittier. But so, yeah, so all three of us say so bad it's good. Uh, it's worth a watch. You can find it on YouTube for free. Um, that's gonna wrap us up for this week. Uh, reminder again: come check out the St. Louis can- Contamination Horror and Sci-Fi Convention, uh, June seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. We'll be there. Uh, follow us on Facebook. You can check out our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. We're also on Twitter at So Bad It's Scary, on Instagram at Horrible Horror Podcast. And then you can download and listen to the podcast on po- horriblehorror.podbean.com. And of course, the great, the all awesome, get everything you want there, iTunes. Where you can, uh, you know, if you're feeling friendly, go ahead and uh, subscribe to us and give us five stars and you know be a pal. Um, and that's uh, going to wrap us up. So any closing words? Anybody? Closing words for the Moon Goons. Uh, in the words of Bolo Yang, you are next. <laughs> Those are great closing words. Bolo. Uh, all right. <laughs> we, all right. All right. We're out, Moon Goons. Thanks. See you later.